from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Joe's podcast episode 233 a conversation with ryan about stealth hammer i'm your host chuck and i'm ryan with me right now we have uh my uh podcast brother ryan he's going to talk about his kickstarter about his comic book um he created it's called the stealth hammer so ryan yes what this, what made you decide to start your own comic book? I know you read a lot of comic books, but what actually got you going enough to pursue this? Well, first off, I have to say that um, it's really weird to be the one being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm used to being on the other side where I interview everyone else. Um, uh, before I get into that, I also want to introduce our, our guest uh, who's with us because I want her to feel free to chime in at any moment and who knows. Oh, sure, what's sure, happen. sure. So, uh, I, while I am the writer of this comic book, uh, and I'm an okay artist, uh, uh, compared to the, the artist that, that I found, uh, I am less than mediocre as an artist uh because she oh, is well for sure for sure she's phenomenal um i had reached so i want to give a little background before i give her the formal introduction but i had reached out to our good buddy robert and said uh hey i'm looking for an artist was wondering if you can maybe connect me with some people that are in the industry and stuff like that and i was like here's the style i'm looking for and i gave him some examples of people uh gave him some examples of like uh, Derek Laufman and Katie Cook. And I said, I'm looking for this like cartoony style that's also very detailed. Uh, you know, it could even have a little touch of manga to it or something like that. But I, I gave him a whole list of different artists and I also gave some photos. Uh, and some of them were like animators. They weren't just comic book artists, but some like animators that I follow on Instagram and stuff. And he goes, well, I could probably connect you with some people, but for the style that you're looking for, I actually have a student who would be perfect. Um, and he says, I actually have a few people in, in mind that are students, but he says, I know one in particular. And he says, but I, to be fair, I, if you're okay with it, I have to open it up to the whole class. And he says, and then you get to decide who you go with. So he did that, and he had about nine people that said that they would uh, be interested. And uh, only three people turned stuff in, which is usually how works out and, and slackers such right, slackers right. and then uh and then i looked uh looked at all the stuff and uh he did point out that uh alex uh was uh the style that he thought would best suit and he said you know she's already professional level she's she's ready to go um he's like she, and she's only going to grow and get and get better he sent me some examples and sent me what she had done as a preliminary and i was like this is it and like it was funny because like even my wife 
was just like, are you just doing saying that because he's your friend and you you know you want to support him just like he supports you? And I was like, no, no. I was like, I was like, remember when I we went looking for wedding rings and I was like, that's the wedding ring right there. I knew exactly what it was. And you were like, don't you want to shop around? Don't you want to look? And I I I went ahead with that and said, okay, I'll, I'll shop around. And then I came right back to that same ring. I was like, that's how I feel about this artist. I was like, this is the look I've been looking for. And she's nailed the character perfectly. Uh, so the artist was uh, is Alexandra Scott, and Alexandra's joining us. So welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Hi how are you? <laughs> Humbled right now. <laughs> right? That's a nice introduction, right? Yeah, that's one heck of an introduction. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was floored. And I remember saying to, to Robert, saying, well, she can draw characters really well. But my concern is, with this story, as Alex has come to know, there's a lot of stuff that I want to put in the background, a lot of details, because they, they play a factor into the story either at that moment or later on in the future. And he goes, I go, how is she with backgrounds? And he just laughed at me, and <laughs> as Alex did as well <laughs> when I told her this story, because, Alex, uh, why don't you tell the audience uh, how it goes with you and drawing detailed backgrounds? Uh, well... I actually am one of the people that enjoys backgrounds. I like hiding little things in my backgrounds. And as some of the people that follow me on my Tumblr and Twitter know this by now, that I hide a small image of myself sometimes in some of the more complex backgrounds. For me, you can build a lot more of a story from the environment than just the character because you can do that in-depth building. Like one person standing in a room and it's an empty box, you're like, cool, they're Instagram. Put them in a room where they look put together, but the room's a disaster. You're like, they're doing their best. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, and I do remember you also mentioning to me, like, when sometimes it almost works against you because you get so much into the into the backgrounds that you're just yeah. like, you kind of have to eventually, like, as a true artist, it's never finished. You just kind of abandon it. You kind of have to give up on it. <laughs> Yeah, that is the case. That is the case more times than I might like. It'd be great to be able to go in and render everything, but it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> so um, to get into uh, the the comic and everything else, as listeners of the of the show know, I uh, grew up with all these amazing '80s properties and a lot of imagination. I grew up on a main road, uh, a main street, so I could. It was like a five lane road. Couldn't go play in the streets. Didn't have, you know, to go play with the neighborhood kids or anything like that. I grew up with my sister. So I would have to travel to go play with other kids I went to school with and everything else, which didn't happen a lot, especially when you're little. So I had to create, you know, I'd play with my toys. I had to create stories. And it's always been something that has developed over the years with me. And I always wanted to write, like, a book or a comic. And obviously I got heavily into comics, and I was like, so then that eventually turned into, well, I want to do a comic book. I want to create my own. And as many people know from listening to the show over the years, I especially love stuff that is world building. Like you start off small and it just keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger. And the main thing, you know, you have your character all of a sudden is part of this larger thing. So that's the type of story I wanted to tell. And what spawned this comic uh, was I've had a lot of ideas for different things, but nothing that just was like, okay, that finally made me go, okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, well, one of the things that was always out there was my wife had the nickname of Stealth Hammer. Uh, she got <laughs> she got the nickname of Stealth at one place that she worked at. She, she's a graphic designer, as I've mentioned before on the show. And she uh, worked at an ad agency, and there was a client that wanted... Uh, multiple wanted some options and everything else and her the boss the owner of the place had done like maybe four options and the art director of the of the company did like six options and she asked well can I submit an option and he was like yeah go ahead so she submitted one option and the client chose that well the next time a client came in and wanted some options the boss sent an email out to the floor that said Anyone can submit ideas, but watch out for stealth. Uh, so she got this nickname of stealth, which of course she loved because it's a cool nickname. Uh, then she worked at another place where she was in charge of brand compliance. So she was the one that had to tell people when they wanted to use a logo a certain way that wasn't along with the policies and guidelines, uh, she had to be one to say no. So she basically had to put the hammer down. And, uh, 
So what she decided to do is she decided to splice the two nicknames together, Stealth Hammer, and then uh, there was <laughs> one of the powers of the Stealth Hammer is her Fists of Fury, which also came from a little thing where a co-worker uh, did something and she pretended like it made him, made her mad and she pretended like she slammed her fist down but just put it down really soft and, he's, and he acted all intimidated and she's like, that's right, it's my Fists of Fury, you should be intimidated. So all these things happen. We kind of talked about how the stealth hammer would make a great superhero. And we talked about what her powers would be and just always joked about stuff like that. Well, then last year for her milestone birthday, and I won't say which one. Uh, <laughs> it's a wise move. Right. Uh, it's good survival instinct. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't been married this long by making those types of mistakes. Uh, <laughs> um I decided to have her commissioned as a superhero, as the Stealth Hammer. And we had done this before for her mom's birthday once before, because her mom always had the nickname of Patsy Sunshine. And so we had her mom done this Patsy Sunshine. And uh, so I had my wife, uh, Jamie, d- drawn as Stealth Hammer. And I just gave the artist some pictures. Well, once I saw that picture, and... It just starts sparking ideas. So then I gave it to my wife for her birthday, and she loved it. And we just started talking about it as, wow, this actually might be able to be something. Now, that picture is nowhere near what the character looks like for this comic. Uh, it was a little bit of cheesecakey, a little bit more cheesecakey than what I would want it to be, but still very, I still think very tasteful for, you know, it looked like my wife and everything like that. Um, didn't, they didn't over-sexualize her or anything like that, thankfully. Um, but I was just like, yeah, I want I want a little bit different look than what I'm seeing here, but this is really sparking ideas. I was like, literally, we were on vacation. I was taking pictures of things that I saw that started sparking ideas, and I started taking notes on my phone of like all the, like stuff just started flooding my head. And I was like, I'm going to make this comic. And that was decided, like, on this vacation for her birthday that this was going to happen. And she got super excited. And then, uh, yeah, then I started, you know, actually putting a script together and sent it off to some people to take a look at it and found an artist. And here we are now. Yeah, now we're talking about a Kickstarter. Right. You've got everything together and you got all the ducks in a row and sounds like it's pretty good. And the art's great, Alex. The art is phenomenal. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I, I don't mind handing out the compliments when they're rightfully due. And the the art for it I, on the Kickstarter and stuff that Ryan shared with us is great. I mean, you're you're a fabulous artist. How long have you been doing it? Uh, you know, drawing itself, I've been drawing for pretty much as long as I can remember. Um, probably when I was three, my earliest memory of it, I was literally just sit, laying with my sister, and we were both drawing Charmander, and I was so jealous that hers <laughs> looked better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> And so I just kind of decided that I was going to do better than that. And it just kind of spitballed from there. And it just kind of literally just made you want to go to art school one day? You know, it didn't set off with that goal in mind. Um, I just wanted to tell stories. I was making comics in middle school. I had like this almost 200-page Invader Zim comic I was doing in middle school that was just because I wanted to draw it. I just wanted to tell stories. Nice, nice. Then Ryan, you know, you and Ryan connect together. You guys put some stuff together, some ideas bounce off each other. You guys send some things back and forth, and all of a sudden we've got this nice Kickstarter. And Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter, uh, and we can discuss about the story about the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the Kickstarter itself uh, is uh, we're looking for twelve thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Uh, I originally wanted to put a flat goal of 13,000 and my wife was like, I don't know, 13 is unlucky for a lot of people. <laughs> That's true. Uh, 13 is actually my lucky number though. So, uh, so, we, but I was like, all right, we'll, we'll go with 12,750. I was like, but there's a lot of expenses when it comes to Kickstarter, uh, which is definitely something I wanted to mention to people and just kind of give them an idea. Cause I did have some people saying like, why so high and, and everything else. And, uh, when they see some other Kickstarters that aren't, as high for a comic. Uh, I've even, I saw one recently. It was like $2,000. I was like, well, they're not printing that comic. That's got to be all digital. It's probably just a, yeah, web comic or something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, I, I want to, I, I know I could probably draw it myself, but it would look like total crap. Uh, so (laughs) I wanted a good artist and I need to pay for that artist. Uh, 
So as much as this is a passion project for me and as much as Alex has been like amazing collaborator on this and, and love and seems to love, you know, working on it, um, she, she needs to be able to put food on her table and everything too. So she needs to get paid for this project. Right. I mean, at the, bo- <laughs> at the end of the day, the bottom line, it, it, it's a job for her. Right. She's an artist right. and she deserves to get paid. Absolutely. And, uh, and as you said, Chuck, she's worth every penny of it. So, um, oh yeah, the art's phenomenal. You guys head on over to Kickstarter and just in the search bar, just type in stealth hammer. Yeah. Ryan and, put a video together there, and there's yeah. some art there. You guys will see it. it, it the, the art's phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, so I, I got to pay for the artist, and then I got to pay for printing. Uh, printing is, yeah. is gets expensive. Um, and then some things that, and then obviously I have to also pay for printing of some of the rewards because uh, yeah, know, those, those I, you cost know. money too. This is not just a, a digital comic or a PDA Ryan's going to send you right. guys. You guys are actually getting a physical book. Right. With then, alternate covers. Oh, yeah. So we're doing that, too. So there's a lot of rewards, too. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. So we're going to get into some of the rewards and everything else. So there's all that. Plus, um, people probably don't realize this, but Kickstarter takes their share. They take uh, between their standard fee plus there's some other fees that they, of course, throw in there. It comes out to about 10% of whatever your goal is. Has to pay, oh, has to be paid to Kickstarter, and they take that right off the top. So figure, I'm already gonna be right. It's like if anybody ever bought or sold anything on eBay, but yeah. if you ever sold anything on eBay, yeah. eBay takes a cut of it yep. before you receive yours. So pretty much the same way. Yeah. So figure twelve over twelve hundred dollars is gonna be taken off the top right away if we hit our goal. Um, okay. Then you have uh, taxes is the other thing people don't realize. So. Um, I was well, a, Uncle Sam's got to get his. Yeah, leave, this is considered income. It is not considered charity. It's not considered anything else other than income. So therefore, I have to pay taxes on this. Uh, and I was informed by people that have done Kickstarters in the past to set aside probably around two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars just just for taxes. And so I'm already down underneath ten thousand at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it adds up fast. Right, and then there's shipping. So when you guys go on the Kickstarter, uh, and you'll see, like, you'll you'll pick your reward, and then there's a shipping cost. Well, I had believed, and as many people do, that that shipping is separate from your goal. It's not. So if you do the $5 Kickstarter for the comic, and then you do the $5 for the shipping cost, that is $10 that goes towards the goal, which means I have to figure shipping into my goal as well. Um, so when all is said and done, the $12,750 is actually probably not enough to cover everything, potentially. Um, there might be, depending on how many backers there are and everything else, there might still need to be some money that comes out of my pocket at the end of the day, maybe for taxes or something like that. Um, right. So that's why the and goal... Also, yeah. Well, yeah, you explained the goal. And also with some of the rewards here, you're looking at, at the $100 level here, you know, a behind-the-scenes hardcover book. Right. There's, so that's an additional prints, art there's book. There's stickers, yeah. there's bookmarks. And there's, there's cost of there's yeah. cost of putting that book together too. Yeah, exactly. So sure. Um, luckily, as I had mentioned before we started recording, I do have a uh, my wife is a graphic designer and I am uh, she's gonna help me with putting that behind the scenes book together. So I'm not relying on anyone else but myself to to really put that together, other than of course the amazing artwork and beside behind the scenes artwork uh, uh, that Alex has uh, shared with me and provided for me. So so yeah, there's a there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, I've already been I've already put people don't realize this. I've already put quite a bit of my own money behind this project because I do believe in it. Um, and we'll talk about where I see it going and everything a little later. But uh, but yeah, it is there's a lot of expenses to do doing a comic book. Uh, as Robert has said to me many times throughout this thing, no one gets no one's getting rich doing comic books. So no. <laughs> you do it because you love it. You do it because you love it. And this is totally right. a, a passion project. So, all right. So just a little quick hit here. If you guys do go over to Kickstarter and you do check out the, uh, the Kickstarter for stealth hammer, you can be a $1 supporter. You can even back it for a dollar. You can back it for $3 and get yourself a digital copy mm-hmm. for five bucks. You can get a digital copy plus the main book itself. Right. All right. And then there's like a $30 reward. Right, the thirty dollar the thirty dollar one will get you the main yeah. issue plus a variant cover. You know, variant covers typically cost more. Uh, and, yeah. since, and since variant covers are going to be a lower print run for me, they do cost more uh, to print. Right, um, and you also get a, a PDF of it plus yes. some uh, 
die cut stickers here. Yeah, die cut stickers, bookmark. It's it's called the Stealth Hammer Starter Pack. So <laughs> yeah. And it just uh you know ten bucks more. There's a forty dollar one. Yep, that, that you one can will get. that one will get you four mini prints along with all the other things we just mentioned. And I know some people don't like the big eleven by seventeen prints, so it, it'll give you the same picture but just a smaller smaller size there. For smaller you. version, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a fifty dollar uh, backing amount yep. that'll get you the eleven by seventeen that you mentioned there. Yep. And those 11, 17, 11 by seventeen prints will be signed. So uh, nice. So Alex and I will both sign those prints, uh, and uh, sure. so it, you get a little, even a little bit extra for that extra ten dollars besides just yeah. larger prints. So right, and and, and, and uh, backing yeah. it with most of the tiers here, your name's going to appear as a thank you in the back of the book. Yeah, yep. And then, we, then we've got the the hundred dollar the origin of a hero. Yep. That'll so that you'll get uh, you'll get that hardcover book, uh, which yeah. I believe will be. I think if I priced it out, I believe it'll be like about thirty pages. So it's gonna be a, a decent sized book. Um, yeah, and, and, and hardcover too. So that's nice. Yep. And in that book, I'm also gonna I'm gonna be spending a lot of time. So it's not only gonna be the images, but it's also gonna be some of the thoughts and some of the story elements. So you'll also get some ideas of where the story is gonna go based on certain decisions that were made with the artwork and everything else. So. Right, and as we talk right now, it, the the book itself is twenty one percent funded. Yeah, yeah. So you have you have twenty eight backers. You have twenty six more days to go. Yep. You're twenty one percent funded, and there's uh, say say people want to you know donate you know a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, hundred dollars. They can do that, yep. and and you can donate any amount. There's an, a a reward at the top. Just go ahead and pick any amount you like and donate. Yep. And I will say there's, uh, well, and I will say too, uh, we don't refer to it as a donating. We or refer to it as a pre-order, uh, pre-order because you are getting something for your money. Uh, so, right. but the, uh, the last rewards I wanted to mention now, one of them has already been selected. One was, uh, yeah, I know there's some, there's some really cool yeah. higher end yeah. rewards for, some people who want a little bit more and a little bit extra and kind of want to feel involved here. Yeah, so we had a, a pinup that was being done by Shannon uh, mm-hmm. Gallon, who, who's uh, been on the show in the past many times. And uh, he's doing a pinup, and he's given the original artwork, so that one's already been selected. But a couple of the other ones that are really cool, one was I reached out to Alex and said, how are you with doing likenesses of people? <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous question. Yes. Dangerous question. Because not every artist is comfortable with that. Right. So, um, so, uh, and I told her why I was asking. So, <laughs> so there are five characters that I identified in the first issue that are just like these, they're minor s- story element characters, but they, they will be featured in, in the issue. Uh, but I don't know what they're going to look like. And rather than me describing these characters and having Alex come up with what they look like, or just Alex just randomly drawing random characters, um, I was like, these could be people that back the Kickstarter. Uh, so for $200, you can have your, you'll get a bunch of, of the past stuff, but you'll also get, uh, your likeness drawn into the issue. And I'll tell you the characters that there are. So there is a bus driver. Okay. Uh, who will be in, in the issue. Uh, there are two police officers, and there are two men in black type characters. Oh, that's um, official. Yeah. So so those are the five characters that I know will be definitely seen. Their faces will be shown and everything else. And, and uh, so, so... Yeah, when do you have the other opportunity to have your likeness right. in a comic book? Right. So you here's tell. a question for you, though, actually, Ryan. Yes. Uh, curiosity. Um... Are people going to be able to choose which ones they are, or is it just more of luck of the draw? I, I think it's going to be luck of the draw. I, I think what I might do is I might have them pick uh, their first, second, and third choice, and then I'll do random polls to see who gets their first choice, second choice, and so forth. If everyone picks a different first choice, then, then they'll, get, easy. they'll yeah, get it. It's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think I'll do something like that with the survey that goes out, if, I, if I'm able to do that in the survey. So if not, I can also reach out to those people directly. There's only going to be five of them and say, hey, what's your first choice, second choice, and third choice of those characters? Um, so Okay, and like you said, for your $200 contribution here, you're going to get 
the copy of the the main book, a copy of the variant cover, mm-hmm. the PDF. You're going to get the stickers. You're going to get the bookmark. You're going to get your likeness used in the comic book. So you yourself are going to be in the comic book, and you're going to get a thank you in the back. And they'll get a print of the the page that their likeness is actually on. So they'll get a big 11 by 17 print signed by both. Oh, of nice. Us. There you go. Uh, that will be uh, specially made just for that person. So awesome. So yeah. So I know I know a lot of us have comic books and a lot of us you know read comic books, but not everyone's in a comic book. Right. How cool? How cool is that? Yeah. And then the last reward is Robert is drawing. So Alex is drawing the main cover, and then Robert okay. is going to draw the variant cover. Uh, so there's not a lot of original art for this comic because Alex does work digitally, which I have found the blessing that that is because <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. So talk about that yeah. because it's yeah. It's yeah. Really- what's, what's the difference between drawing digitally versus drawing, you know, physically pen to paper. Well, the difference really is there's pros and cons to both with traditional art. You have the risk of losing your original at all times. Yeah. Um, and that also is something that some people benefit from. Like a lot of uh, professional artists go out there and they sell their prints at conventions. They're like, hey, this is the original page from this issue. Two hundred dollar. But I don't really have as much of an opportunity to do that with digital. But what you do get out of it is you can resize what you have if it's at the right uh, DPI. You can... All, you will never really have an opportunity to lose what you have, especially backing it up on like Google Drive or cloud or otherwise places that you do not have the possibility of spilling coffee on your drawing. Um, at the same time as well, you will have this flexibility too to go back and revise things. Like if uh, there was a panel or two that Ryan wanted adjusted, just some quick add-in stuff for the Kickstarter. And all I had to do go is go back into it, and I had to kind of mm, play a little artist magic, um, <laughs> <laughs> paint in some things and otherwise, but just remove certain layers from it, and including the word bubbles and otherwise, to kind of just help bring this panel into a full illustration rather than being a singular panel on a page. Yeah, yeah. The, the flexibility has been amazing, and I and it was fun because the one time when. Alex and I were talking. I was actually she was sharing her screen, and uh, we were going over each oh page, which is <laughs> yeah, which, which it was a lot of fun to like walk through every page with her. And like I said, this is and we'll talk about this a little bit more too. It, it truly has been a very collaborative effort um, of us going back and forth. Which I've heard many people talk about it being a collaborative effort, but I didn't realize how collaborative it is and and how fun that is that it's collaborative like that. Um, but it's. It, it was fun to watch her like actually working and you can only do that a lot of times with digital because you can, you can see it and she can, to her point, she can make quick changes like, Oh, this, I didn't like how that came out. Let me just, you know, she can just remove that and, and change it. And it's, it's a lot quicker. Um, so, so, be, but because there's not a lot of, uh, original artwork, Robert is doing the, the variant cover as, uh, in, and in paper, uh, as he typically works in, and he is giving that as an option. So that's, uh, I believe I have that at five five fifty. Fifty, yeah. Because with that, you also you do get the art book and, and the behind the scenes book and everything too. So um, yeah, there's only there's only one of these because there's going to be only one original right, variant cover. Right, exactly. So. And so Robert is a phenomenal artist. Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. God. Yeah. Yeah. So. That that one I that whoever gets that is gonna be a lucky person. Yeah, no, I, I, will, I mean, there's, there's I a lot of things you can say about Robert, but as an artist, the man the man is top notch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I will say too, uh, I want to reach our our goal, and I hope that someone does pick that one, and I hope they are thrilled and happy. But there is a little part of me that hopes we hit our goal, and that one isn't selected because Robert told me if it doesn't get selected, he's sending me the, the cover anyways. I've been sitting here looking at the yeah. Kickstarter in that one particular and going like, oh, have I had the change? <laughs> I'm so a little what, jealous. Yeah. Why, don't you just, why don't you just back it at that level yourself, Ryan, and you can just guarantee it for yourself. I could, but I already have a lot of money going into this thing. <laughs> I know. I, I tease. I can't. I can't. So, uh, but no, I, I really do hope that someone does select that one. And I will say, too, a lot of those... A lot of the ones we mentioned are limited. 
there are unlimited ones. So the, the Stealth Hammer starter pack is unlimited. The Obviously, the comic issue itself is unlimited. But pretty much all the other ones do have a limit to how many we're going to produce. So even the, the mini prints and everything else, there's a limited number of those that are going to be created. But the great thing is if all of the limited stuff sells, we are going to far surpass the goal. Uh, oh, for sure, yeah. So Which is awesome, and I designed it that way on purpose. So... Um, but yeah, I, I hope, like I said, I do super hope that someone does that would really love that, that original artwork gets it and would love it. But yeah, there is that little, little bit of me that's just like, man, maybe, maybe they don't, (laughs) (laughs) but if it's a, if it's a difference between hitting our goal and not hitting our goal, I want to hit our goal. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so those are all the rewards. Uh, I tried to keep it. To only a, few, a you know select few or, or so I know I could go, I could have gone crazy and done like uh, I thought about doing a Star Joe's one where it's like you can uh, for whatever you don't you know what if you select that reward you get to come on the show and and talk about what the sh- uh, dictate what the show that show's episode will be about and stuff like that and I can always add rewards if people think they'd be interested in something like that but. Um, I did. I, our buddy Sam did say that he was looking for the reward of uh, dinner with the creator. Uh, meaning there you me. go. Yeah. And I said he. And I said he couldn't afford that one. Uh, it would be about ten thousand dollars, but I do put out, so it's a. Uh, so it'd be worth it too. So. Wow. <laughs> didn't need to know, but so so he said he said he would ask his wife if he could borrow ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Well, I hope that works out for you. <laughs> I don't know what I would do if someone actually did do that. I'd be like, uh, that was a joke. <laughs> but hey, a verbal contract is a contract. You've got to go through with it. Just pretend you're in prison and you get a pass. Oh, uh, no, no. You don't get a pass in prison. That's a long-running joke, Alex, by the way, on the show, is Chuck says you get a pass in prison. So uh, Okay. That's what the Sopranos, that's, if, any, if they taught me anything, you're in prison, you get a pass. I, I was sitting. I was like, I don't remember that law. <laughs> <laughs> so it's anyway. like one of those unwritten laws of the land, or something. Okay. okay, between the lines, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Right. All right. So let's get into a little bit about the story here. Yeah. What is the stealth hammer? Okay. What, what is the What is the story here? Okay. So uh, the first this first issue is your. It's going to feel very much like a basic superhero origin story uh and it, and it essentially is well we need that because yeah. we don't know this character right only you do you get introduced to who she is you get a feel for her personality you get a feel for her supporting cast um of course something happens that causes her to get her superpowers and she decides to to uh do some good with them because that's who she is as a character which you kind of find out she's just this never quit never give up type character and uh she has her father is a world-renowned scientist and inventor, uh, and she he has a brother who is also a scientist and inventor, but doesn't do it for such good reasons. And uh, she has a boyfriend uh, who I will admit is loosely based on me. Uh, he's klutzy, he's awkward, uh, and uh, well, yeah, that describes you to a T. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, so what is uh, what is the age of our uh, protagonist here? So our protagonist, she's uh, she's a college student. Uh, she's, okay. So she's you know late teens, early twenties, around that age. Um, okay. She uh, she's uh, one of the things you'll see in the very first couple pages uh, is she study she's going uh, she's studying judo not in college but she's she takes judo because I wanted to establish early on that this character does know somewhat how to fight. You know, because I always hated that when you you get a character, they get superpowers, and all of a sudden they miraculously know how to fight. And it's like, well, where the hell did this come from? So. Okay. Now these 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 superpowers are we are yeah. we talking like a capes and cowl kind of yes. kind of story here? Yeah, very capes and cowl. However, uh, this my favorite. Is, yeah, this is very much a love letter to the stuff that that we grew up with and the stuff that I love. Like I said, this is a world building story. So this this first issue starts small, but it gets bigger. One of the other things that I really loved. And, uh, Alex, you could talk about this a little bit too, because we, we talked about where, kind of where this is going and everything else is one of the things I always loved when it came to things like Thunder of the Barbarian or He-Man, think those types of things we grew up with. I loved the idea of technology meets 
mythology and sorcery and things like that. So in this story, we get some of the technology and in the previous story, we get a little bit of that sorcery. So the, the two are going to kind of meet each other at some point. So, and I know Alex, you were pretty kind of excited to, to think about the possibilities with that. Well, yeah. I mean, personally, I have a deep love for both the fantasy and the sci-fi genres. Um, like I said before, I had a lot of comics I did as a kid that were sci-fi based. And as I've gotten older, I transitioned much more towards fantasy. And so with Stealth Hammer, what's really a great mix between the two is that blend there, where it's more of a modern take on fantasy, but with that old-time hero twist. Yeah. Is the way that I would think of it. Absolutely. Okay. And and it is a hero's journey. Like, we're going to see that, so it's a little nod to some of the things I also grew up with. Um, and it played a fact, uh, the stuff that we're talking about here, played a factor down to her costume, even, um, because we wanted to do a blend of, you know, she, she's wearing, like, kind of this body armor suit, but it also, when you see her costume, it has this, like, fantasy element to it as well. Um and Alex, I want you to talk about like uh, I know I sent you like some images and things like that, but I also know you did a lot of research when it came down to like certain things that she was wearing and why you chose them and, and things like that. So can you talk a little bit about like why you made certain choices when it came to the costume and how that plays into the, the who the character is? Well, absolutely. I mean, for Jamie as the uh, the self hammer, she is a young woman in college, which is a portion of my life I'm pretty close to right now. And there's a lot of things that I've seen in comics prior, which I felt were lacking in a uh, personification of a woman hero. And for Jamie herself, she's a very active, she's got to be stealthy, but she also has to be able to pack the punches quick moving and, and um, a lot of climbing, I would think, especially with how you see in a lot of fantasy stories and heroes, they're, when you look at Batman, he's always jumping across the rooftops. Same right. with Spider-Man. Um, and so a lot of her costume, I end up looking at a lot of athletic gear, uh, parkour outfits, um, skiers, which a lot of hero outfits are actually have some roots towards because they're both durable, insulated, and they are usually very form-fitting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. And so those were a lot of the areas that I looked into. Her gloves are actually based off a pair of athletic parkour gloves, where she has got uh, coverage on her pinky and her... Um, what was that, third finger? Yeah. Uh, not the pointer in the middle. <laughs> and the, the thumb both have it, yeah. Yeah. Those all are clear of the glove because it adds for an extra grip. The grab onto those little ledges and nubs that you would not be able to feel if you had the complete protection of gloves on all of your fingers. So that's definitely something that I tried to give a lot of focus into when it came to her outfit, the practicality of her design. Yeah. Okay. And I so love that, that was the something attention to detail. I like that. That's yeah. Nice. And that was the thing that I found right away with Alex's art is that she, I would give her something and then she would come back with something and then have this whole research as to why she went with something. And the, the parkour gloves is a, a perfect example of that. I was like, Oh my God, I never even thought of that, but that is perfect. And it would, it's some, some of the choices that she made played into um, story elements for me. And that was again, kind of, talking a bit about the collaborative effort that's things that would happen. And, and Alex and I had to talk about this early on, which was stuff in the background. I was like, if you if you draw, since you like drawing stuff in the background, I'm going to have certain things that I have to be in the background. But then there's other things that I want you to just feel free to, to put back there. And you might put something in the background that I'm like, oh, that might make for a good story element, especially since we're dealing with this technology and gadgets along with mythology and everything else. Um, so... You know, she started throwing out stuff like, oh, there could be maybe some, some tribal masks hanging up on the wall of her room. And, but then she also has like her tablet sitting there on her desk. You know, so she's got all these, these blends already in her room that make up who she is. And, uh, one of the things that I love that she did that became a story element in my head was, uh, I originally had a utility belt type thing. And I, I was like, I don't want to just be stealing this from Batman, but, I don't know how else to, I, I have a story element that needs her to have like these pouches that she can access. And Alec came up with this really cool, unique, I think unique identifying look for her, which is this almost like this side satchel belt type thing that she wears. And, um, 
she she drew it and made it look in such a way that I was like, what if that was something that was given to her? Because one of the other things that I wanted to do with this story was this is a legacy story. Um, okay. You're going to find elements of her talking about her grandmother, and she's going to find out things about her father. You don't find all these things out in the first issue, but there's little hints to some of these things in the first issue. And that side pouch thing, uh, belt, is something that was given to her by her grandmother, which you don't, again, don't find out in the first issue, but it's a story element for the future. Um, and we'll talk about where the future of this is going. But um, okay. So there was things that she did that Alex did uh, element-wise when she was drawing that all of a sudden started sparking ideas for me when it came to stories uh, and where we could go with certain stories. And we'll definitely talk about that when it comes to one of the characters because she did something with a character and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be hilarious and we're totally running with this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know who I'm talking about, Alex. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. So... Uh, well, I, I think it's a great idea that you got a female artist for your female, you know, protagonist, oh, yeah. yeah, just to bounce ideas off of, and you know, lend a little bit more believability to, because it's something that I wouldn't have thought of, and I, I know it's something that you didn't think of, so that, that's awesome. No, I, and for me, it was just I just wanted a good artist, and I don't, it's a, and that's always been the case for me when it comes to anything. I don't care if my, uh, I don't care about my if my characters themselves are this gender, that gender, this color, that color. I just want it to make sense for the story, and I want it to be a good storytelling. Same thing when it comes to creators. Uh, if it, Whether it's a writer or an artist, doesn't matter to me what gender they are or what color they are. I want someone that's telling a good story. And Alex did amazing artwork. That was what drew me to her. And the fact that, to your point, Chuck, the fact that... She, that Alex is a woman and I'm a guy, I think it helps us to kind of like bounce ideas off each other from different perspectives and different. Yeah. And you get a different, yeah, a different point of view from yeah, it. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So, and then that's great. I mean, you weren't looking for it, but right. it just happened to be that way. And that, that works out to your benefit. Yeah. Cause I can certainly write something in a story and Alex at some point can say to me, uh, yeah, no, no woman's ever going to do that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, you can't fight crime in high heels, right? right. I don't care how, what you're right. doing. Well, and that was important to me too. And I think Alex noticed that was one of the things that I threw out there when, with the character was, I was like, I want her to wear boots because that seems practical to me. That seems like what you would wear as a hero. That's going to be hiking and climbing and doing this type of stuff. She's not going to wear high heels. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I was just asking for a angle. Right. Yeah. It's like no 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 one can do it. I mean maybe Wonder Woman can pull it off, but no I really don't Personally <laughs> I can barely walk in high heels. I can't imagine trying to kick somebody in <laughs> Right, yeah. Um yeah, so it was just like, okay, she would wear boots. This is what she would wear. And so there was things like that I knew right from the beginning. Like I wanted it to be practical. I wanted it to be something that made sense, but I also wanted it to look like a superhero, but it looked like a it, stealth hammer looks like a superhero with a little bit of fantasy world thrown in there. Like she, she'd probably be just as comfortable in the superhero universe as she would be in a Dungeons and Dragons universe. So, which is nice. It's cool to me. So, um, so I want to mention one of the other characters that I think is going to be a fan favorite. And I, and I was already hinting to it, uh, when we were talking, it's so, one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I went to Iceland, as people know, and uh, that's where I found another story element, and actually a lot of story elements from that. Uh, a lot of the mythology that I uh, found in Iceland I'm actually using in some of the stories here. Um, and uh, it, it actually took the story in a very different direction for me once I got back from Iceland, because I was like, oh, my God, I could do this, and I could do that, and everything. So... Um, one of the things that they believe, some people in Iceland believe, is they believe in elves. Um, and there the, are these, I found this little elf, and I wanted to get it as this representation of this character named Ari. Uh, and Ari is an Icelandic name, uh, and I was like, and just so people know, I did name my dog Aria, but I named her Aria after I na named the elf. So I didn't name the elf after my dog <laughs> because we do call You named my... your dog after the elf. I got no, you. no, no, no. 
I mean, I don't think we could blame you if you did name your elf after the dog. That, that would be pretty cute. That would be cute. It would be cute, but it did not happen that way. <laughs> Sad to say, but yeah, um, I got you. missed the opportunity. Wait, wait, I got right, right. <laughs> um, but my my dog from the past does appear in the issue, and uh, so in a way, both my dogs are in this issue. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, but, a, it's a love letter to Ryan and his family. This is what this is. It is. It is. Because, yes, my wife is, Stealth Hammer's based after my wife, so and the, and the boyfriend's based after me a bit, so, yeah. It's my whole family in here. Um, I, I got you. Why not, right? <laughs> right? Why not? Well, you write the people that you know, right? So You write what you know about, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so Ari the Elf uh, is this little curmudgeon elf uh, he's kind of that Yoda, Jiminy Cricket character, but he's cranky. Um, very cranky. Yes, very cranky. <laughs> uh, he thinks very highly of his knowledge and everything else, which we find out doesn't always suit him well. Uh, and uh, so I sent a picture to Alex of this little elf guy that I got, stuffed elf guy that I got in Iceland. I said, this is kind of what I picture for him. I was like, he doesn't, you can't see his eyes most of the time. He's got this big beard big nose and he and you you only see a bit more of his body because his beard is covering most of his body he's got this hat and it was very important for me and now it's going to attest to this i was like i want his hat to be striped red and white because he's like this he's going to be this where's waldo type character like every issue ari is going to appear in so from the first issue to however many issues i'm able to do ari is going to be somewhere even if he's not part of the story you just have to look for him so, oh, it's Ari like it's like looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, from uh, She-Ra, it's like looking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ari. Nice. Like, to your point, Alex, Ari is always watching. He's kind of that watcher character. So, um, so yeah. So Ari was a lot of, of fun, and he is definitely a comic relief character without being uh, the bad comic reliefs from the 1980s, like uh, like Orko and and stuff like that. So, uh, or Snarf. As we know. Oh, the Hero Cats one. I was just trying to figure that out. Like, yeah. which one was it from the Hero Cat? Yeah, the, 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 yeah, Snarf is one of the worst comic, quote, comic relief characters ever created. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> so I didn't want Ari to be that way, but Ari is, he's definitely comic relief. We are definitely going to have a lot of fun with Ari. Um, but one of the things that Alex did when I was like, well, here's <laughs> what he looks like and everything else, she drew this just, just this sketch of what to get an idea of is this what you have in mind for him and i just and she's like i just drew this you know just because i want to get an idea in my head of what he's like and she draws him drinking this carton of strawberry milk this like little juice box type strawberry milk thing and she sends it to me and i cracked up seeing it Number one. And then I'm like, oh my God, what? I said, and this is when she was still getting to know me. And I said, I had told her, like, you might send me stuff that sparks ideas for stories for me. And I was like, so I referred back to that when I emailed her back. And I said, what if Ari is like addicted to strawberry milk? Like, everyone's got their vices. Right. Like, he's normally cranky. He's normally ornery. He's normally a pain in the ass to deal with. But what if the one thing that brings him bliss in life is strawberry milk? <laughs> and I have I can a, see that. I have a whole story in mind of how Ari gets from Iceland to the US to make sure that this whole thing happens for Jamie the Stealth Hammer. And in that journey is when he discovers strawberry milk. And it's gonna be uh, and we also find out how he gets his hat. And like I have this whole story, single issue story. That'll be like aside from the main arc of Ari's adventure to the U.S. to do what he had to do and what happens to him. And oh, so so like a one shot. Yeah, yeah, like a one shot. So, um, so it's it that issue is gonna be so much fun because uh, Alex has told me, yeah, Alex has told me like if we get to do this as a ongoing series or a mini series or something like that, she's totally on board for wanting to draw it. So, um. So I have a feeling her and I will be bouncing hilarious ideas of what can we do with Ari on this journey. <laughs> so Ari literally is the grandpa that is both he loves you, but at the same time, he doesn't want you in his house for right. more than like five minutes. You're right. like, oh, it's so great to see you. Now leave. Right. Yes. <laughs> nice. And the only and he wants to help our hero and the only character that Ari 
bows before and and has utmost respect is the is the being that sends him on his quest and i'm not going to reveal who that is yet um because we we haven't even gotten to that and it's not in the first issue so uh okay but uh yeah, it, save a little Please. yeah absolutely uh but i will say that uh ari is definitely tied into the legacy of this character the stealth hammer there is a legacy uh there's gonna be things like i said that she finds out about when it comes to her grandmother when it comes to her father when it and and things that tie back to um, let's just say her name is Stealth Hammer and Hammer plays a factor into another character that she's her legacy's tied back to. Um, oh, okay. So nice. I think that's a pretty big hint, but I think it's it's still a hint. Um, <laughs> and uh, right. and and it plays into Iceland and everything else too. Uh, but there's also other characters throughout history that we'll find out she has legacy ties to as well. So. Um, well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Honestly, I can't wait to read it. I, I really hope it gets funded. I support you in this. This is great. I'm glad Appreciate you're doing it. Appreciate it. The other thing I will tell people, if if you know me very well, uh, there is also going to be a lot of references to the things that I love. Like I said, this is a love letter to stuff. So there is a, there, there is a Transformers reference in there. There's a Ghostbusters reference in there. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, for sure, because that's the one thing too. Was uh, in the preview pages, you'll see where Stealth Hammer is walking and she's uh, she's climbing some rocks and she's got Ari on her, in her backpack. If that's not a nod to Empire Strikes Back, I don't know what is. So <laughs> I was just picturing it. I got a bad feeling about this. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that'll make an entrance somewhere. Uh, I do have, there is a tagline for our character, uh, so she does have her, her thing that she says. and uh, little catchphrase? Her little catchphrase, it's, uh, that's not how the story ends, uh, and she, it, it signifies her not giving up, and that actually does come from a real life thing that my wife says. Um, so I just thought it would make a great catchphrase for a character that doesn't give up. This is, this character to me is, um... If you wanted to relate it to any character that exists in comics currently, as far as just her personality and her never give up attitude, it's it. I would relate her most to maybe Spider Man. She's a little quippy. She has little little comments that she makes, and <laughs> and she and she gets knocked down, but she's never out. So, uh, so that I actually said to to my wife the other day. I says if I ever had. I think if I ever had to write a character in, that's a mainstream comic book character, I think the one I'd probably be best suited for after seeing how I write the Stealth Hammer, I was like, I'd probably best be suited to write a Spider-Man comic, just with how I do, I, I seem to be doing with this character, so. Nice. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell everybody where they can go and how they can back it here? Yeah. So uh, so you can go to kickstarter.com. Uh, and just uh, if you look up Stealth Hammer, uh, you will find it. It's the only one that's titled Stealth Hammer. Uh, and yeah. uh, there's a video there for you to watch. There's a lot of artwork. Uh, there's behind, some behind the scenes of each of the uh, characters that appear. You'll get to see what some of the character sheets that Alex did an amazing job. Um, I love some of the facial expressions. I, I threw out, like, here's, I want these facial expressions. And she would come back with these incredible things. Um uh, we again, we would bounce ideas off each other constantly. Of like, hey, what if we, what if this character looked this way, or what if the character did this and stuff, and and uh, it made for a lot of fun. Um, but you can go there. You can go to uh, the Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for Star Joes, and you will find stuff that references the Kickstarter. But Stealth Hammer also has a, an Instagram, a Facebook page. And a Twitter account. So, uh, nice. You, you can find Stealth Hammer in all of your social media places, and I'll update things there along the way as well. So, but please back it. Every little bit helps. So, I know we talked about some of the large rewards, but honestly, if you can just do the, the $5 for the comic, uh, if that's all you can afford, that would be hugely appreciated, and uh, it'll help us get closer and closer to our goal. So, yeah, and like you said, it sounds like you've got a lot uh, planned for the character once we get the first issue, you know, funded. So it sounds like there's more stories to come. Yeah, so, so it's not just a one and done. You kind of want right. to pursue this and, and yeah. you know, 
we're talking about maybe like a trade or something. Yeah, so I will say that this this the story itself, in case anyone's worried that I'm going to leave you with a, a huge cliffhanger, this story itself is a nice one-and-done story. There are hints to a lot of other things of where I, I want to take the character. Uh, there are there is a, a, a mini type of cliffhanger at the end where it's, again, a hint to that there's something bigger going on. Uh, but it is a one-and-done story. You do get an ending to the story, so if nothing else is ever produced... Uh, you'll have a nice, nice uh, all ages comic story to read there. Uh, but to go forward, uh, the idea of doing this Kickstarter isn't to then come out and do Kickstarter for issue number two. It is actually to shop this issue around. Uh, it is to see if a publisher is willing to pick it up. And uh, I know that Alex, with her artwork, is probably going to go on to bigger and better things. Who knows? Uh, but I'm hoping, and, and I know she has interest, that if this does get picked up, uh, that she, I know she would like to continue do, telling this story as well. So, um. yeah, that, that's what happens to a lot of people who uh, become friends with us here. They're they're good. We we get them when they're young, and then they go on to bigger and better things. Then they, they snub us and they act like they don't know us. Please, Alex, don't be like that. <laughs> Don't see us at a con and snub your nose and be like, who are you guys? <laughs> Don't make us wait in line to sign our books, Alex. That's all I'm saying. Right, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best not to do that. All right, thank you. That's all I'm asking. I just, let me have a preferential cut treatment. That's all I need. <laughs> okay. And, and Chuck did say that he's he's planning on writing my coattails when it comes to this. He's planning on... Oh, for sure. For any, sure. <laughs> anything that happens with this character or anything I do in the future, he's like, I want to be sitting behind your booth and just be like the, the guy that like says, oh, he'll be back in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, right. Or Mr. Mr. Thrones is at lunch. Yeah. What was that? Alex? He's at he's a, he's a lunch. He'll be back. I'll sign anything you want. What do you need? <laughs> I was going to say, or you could just act as the hype man to spin and sign. Right. Stealth hammer right here. <laughs> yeah. That's really my job. Chuck's not much of the hype guy. He's more of the, the snarky. He's more of the Ari character. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. He, he's the guy that's just like, he, he takes care of the riffraff for me. So he's kind of <laughs> like a bouncer, I guess. Right, yeah. right. So am I going to have trouble getting to your booth then? Is no. that something I should have stated? No. <laughs> oh, my I, goodness. No, no I, um, I'm the artist. <laughs> no, I I plan on uh, – my hope is that there will be at some point this will do well and and people will love it and that you and I will both be in a booth here and there together at conventions, and that would be awesome. So that you know that's one of many dreams is that we finally get to meet face-to-face and actually be at a convention together and get to enjoy – uh, people liking the stuff that we're doing. So hey, enjoy the fruits of the labor. Yeah, yeah. sure. I've already, I've already told my wife many times. I'm like, if a little, I was like, I'm telling you right now, if, if this does get picked up by a publisher and people do like it and everything as much as I hope they will. Um, if I have a little kid that comes up to me at some point, if I'm like at a convention and come up to me and says that they love the stealth hammer comic, I will probably weep right in front of them because that, means more to me than probably anything is that someone truly enjoys it. So Alright, all right. First of all, you gotta hold it together, dude. I mean, you can't be crying for <laughs> Come on, dude. I, I I think I can. <laughs> They're gonna scorch you off the premises. They're gonna scorch you off the premises. But no, it, it's just it is that much of a passion for me. I do really love what we're creating here. So uh, I hope other people feel the same way and um yeah, it, this is truly a, a passion project for me. It's something that is uh, near and dear to my heart, and I love where it started from and, and where I see it going. So, Awesome. Well, I, I couldn't be happier for you. And like I said, you, you're right now we're looking at Kickstarter. You're 21% funded. you got like, uh, what, 26 days to go on this yeah, thing? still got a lot, long way to go, So, but people don't wait till the last minute. I don't, yeah. want, I don't want a heart attack. Of being like crap, <laughs> I'm getting old. I don't need a heart attack at, at this age. So no, let's let's go ahead and get this thing funded. And uh, like you said, maybe there'll be uh, some additional rewards or something yeah. like that. We can go ahead and surpass that twelve thousand seven fifty goal and right. just make it happen. Well, and here's the thing too: as soon as we know that this thing is funded, Alex can start working at it. If we're like, hey, we we hit our goal, Alex 
start drawing and we'll, and and then she'll start drawing and maybe we actually get this out to people sooner than they're expecting. So, but we've all been burned by kickstarters before where it's been funded and and you haven't gotten anything. I guarantee Ryan will not be like that. I know that it's coming out, but yeah, yeah I can tell I can guarantee right. people that I have I have deadlines in mind, Alex has deadlines in <laughs> mind. We have worked out arrangements too that that mean that both of us have to meet our deadlines. So I have to get revisions to her within a certain amount of time. She needs to get artwork to me within a certain amount of time. Um, otherwise, money starts changing hands differently and everything else. So there's there's penalties for both of us if we don't do our job. Repercussions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Which, you know, I think it's important in any business arrangement absolutely. or otherwise is to have those uh, checks and balances absolutely. in a sense between yep. people. We're, so we're holding each, I'm glad we have that. Yeah, place. we're holding each other accountable for stuff. So as much as we're having fun okay. and working together and collaborating together, we also are holding each other accountable. So. Well, good. Well, everybody, you, you guys have heard it here. You, you go on, get yourself over to Kickstarter. Go ahead and look up Stealth Hammer. Yep. Go ahead and make that pledge. Make that donation. See this thing come to fruition. Let's go ahead and back Ryan. Show him the support. Show him the love. This guy produces a podcast for 10 years. Almost. Almost 10 years. Yeah, January will be 10 years. Almost 10 January years. January will be 10 years. Holy crap. <laughs> so he's been doing his podcast 10 years. For nothing. Taking care for of free. us. For free. For nothing. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me get there, man. Hold on. <laughs> Stealing my thunder. Thunder stealer. Producing a podcast we all love, we all enjoy, we all download, we all listen to for 10 years, asking for nothing. And when he did ask for something, he gave you additional content as a, as a Patreon. Right. So when he did ask for something, he gave you more on top of that. Let's back him. Let's help him out. Because he's a great guy. Chuck, better what, Chuck, what would have happened? Let's help him Chuck, out. What would have happened with this podcast if, if, if you were the one that was having to keep it going? Oh, I probably would have stopped five years ago. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. No, I was in a bad place. It probably would have stopped. Well, not only that, but it's it. it uh, you are you have been an amazing friend, but an amazing co-host. But you know as well as I do, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that has to be done to get an episode out. So um, it's well, yeah. There's a lot of editing and stuff. You, I mean, you used to do a lot more editing with the oh yeah, inserting stuff here yeah. and dropping stuff there. I'll but insert something. I mean, <laughs> don't challenge I'm just me. Saying. I'll insert something right here. I don't want to talk to you no more, you empty-headed animal food trough whopper. I fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. Listen, listen. No one dun, dun, needed to dun. hear that. No one needed to hear that. Listen. All we got to do is we say we want to thank you yeah. for everything that you've done. I appreciate it. Turn around and just we'll, we'll donate. We'll, we'll pledge. We'll get it to where it needs to be. We've got 30 days. Well, when that's 26 days now. Right. Four days have gone. We've got 26 more days as the date of this recording to go ahead and back it. So let's go ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll pledge. We'll get those donations in. We'll see this dream come true and we'll see this man cry. Let's, let's look up at the board right now. Callers are standing by. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the phone. <laughs> Go ahead, call her. Thank you for pledging. How much are you pledging today? I got I got Jenny from Wisconsin. She's pledging thirty five. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Uh, Thank you, Jenny from Wisconsin. Right. Thank you, Jenny. Right. We're gonna we're gonna send you out a copy of the the book. We're gonna send you a PDA, some bumper stickers. It, it, it's all coming your way. The Everybody DVD, wants to be like everything. That. The Ginsu knife, the DVD, everything's coming your way. Uh, what about a match? <laughs> Uh, well, no, I, I, we, I kid a lot, but seriously, I, I, I wish you all, all the best of luck with this. I story. appreciate it. And I do want to, I, uh, I know I've been singing her praise throughout the episode, but I, I want to formally out there for the listeners. I want to thank Alex for being willing to join me on this journey. Um, yeah, you're getting paid for it, but uh, there's, there's people <laughs> that would treat that as just a job and you haven't treated it as just a job. Uh, you have been a, a complete collaborator uh, I've gotten to know you pretty pretty well. Uh, probably you've gotten to know me probably more than you wanted to. Um, but <laughs> well, yeah, that's a given. That's a that. given, yeah. Um, but it's been it's been an absolute joy working with you. Uh, your art is amazing, and you've been like I said, you've been a great collaborator on this. Not just a great artist, but a great great collaborator, really helping with 
you know, coming up with some amazing stuff that helped the story along. And uh, I'm looking forward to whatever else we're able to uh, to put out there for people. So. Well, thank you, Ryan. I'm really looking forward to working with you more. Cool. All right, guys. I'm telling you right now, you guys go ahead and head over. Check her out. Alex Scott. Check her out on all the socials. Get a commission from this lady <laughs> now before she big times us. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Get it. If you want a character drawn, she'd probably do that for you. Get it while the getting's good. So, Alex, you... Because there's going to be a time yeah. when this lady's working for Marvel or DC, and she's going to snub us all. <laughs> you have such faith in me in the few minutes we've been discussing. <laughs> I feel like we're friends now, Alex. I could say this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because that's, that's how it goes. I'm just saying. I can appreciate if you get that. A, if you, you're a f- fantastic artist. And if you, if you get it on the ground floor, I'm telling you guys, you're going to get something special. Because this 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 girl's got some chops. She's going to turn into something big. I, I see it. There you go. And if people want to find you and find your stuff, Alex, where can they, they find you as far as like social media and, and things like that? Uh, I have a Twitter and an Instagram under uh, Spud in a Cup. It's a name I've had for a long time, and unfortunately it's Duck. <laughs> uh, family is I uh, very Irish and very much enjoy my coffee. So there you go. That's a TLDR. That story. Gotcha. Now just look under Spud in a Cup. You can find me really easily, and I look forward to interacting with you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Well, for for us, you can find us at StarJoe's dot com. You can find you know we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook. There's a fan page and a group page. If you submit to be on the group page, I'll approve it the second I see it. Um, the fan page is growing huge thanks to a lot of memes that are being posted by uh, Chuck and myself every day. Uh, we've we've increased by over a thousand people in like the last five or six hey, months. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. For real? For real. Like just by posting silly, oh ridiculous memes. Now, not all those people are checking out the podcast. And that's okay, uh, but I, I'm hoping that we have found some new listeners because of it. But yeah, just posting ridiculous memes, most of them related to the 80s, 1980s stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, in the last probably five, six months, it's the page has increased by over a thousand people. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I I have a love hate relationship with Facebook, so I had I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, shit, it's if, real now. If, 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 yeah, yeah, it's it's real. Yeah, if you if you post silly, hilarious memes and and then some cool artwork here and there in there too, um, you will you'll be amazed at how many people respond to that and you just do it like that's the oh, secret. Yeah. You, that's the secret. You do it like four or five times a day. You're you're gold. <laughs> yeah, got it. That's that's Maybe our recipe. Go way to the future. And some of them, and most of them are ones that we just find. But I I've made my own memes and posted them on there, and have been shocked that they start showing up at other places. So. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, Alex. Well, I just followed you on Twitter and Instagram. Oh well, thank you. So. Um and uh, so yeah, uh, as Chuck said, please uh, check out the Kickstarter. Um and uh, it's. All I can, all I got to say. So, with that, we'll close the episode by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Thank you guys for listening.